2: good evening welcome aboard another edition of sports overnight america a thursday into a football friday edition as we talk the world of sports and a whole lot more here as we roll along here presented by american premium vodka check it out phoenix-based company american premium vodka for all your nfl and your ncaa championship game on Monday. drink responsibly uh, american premium vodka away we go marty terrell Dominic Jimenez. coming up here in uh, just a little bit, you know, normally this would be just a little agate type, uh, not a big deal. And maybe that's the way it's being seen. But when Lamar Jackson was approached by the brain trust ownership, Ozzie Newsome, general manager in Baltimore, they ran the Dalvin Cook acquisition by him and he said, go get him. And that's all I need to hear. Uh, Lamar Jackson's a hell of a quarterback, a hell of an athlete, might yet get the MVP, a second one if he does so. Um, Cook's got enough time to assimilate to the Baltimore ways. Um, yeah, it comes with baggage, but this is a, this is an acquisition I find very interesting. And only because ordinarily I'd say, eh, you know what, there's a reason why everyone else passed. Why? Well, financially, you could say that might be the reason. Well, guess what? He waived all his incentives, so he became very affordable, and, and it's a good fit. It's a team that could win the Super Bowl and could win in resounding fashion for all we know. I mean, if Baltimore's hitting on all cylinders and they get Andrews back and Dalvin Cook can come in, and uh, if Lamar says, hey, go get him, uh, that's all I would need to know. So that is very, very interesting pickup uh, for the postseason. So we shall see. Starts on the practice squad. Do they use them this weekend? Maybe for a few reps if they activate them. We shall see. So away we go. But here we are, uh, after all, uh, what, you know, Thursday into a Friday, the – Week 18 finales are right around the corner, 48 hours away uh, for the most part. So, uh, or a little more than that, 72 hours away. But we shall see. All right, uh, Draymond Green uh, imminently getting rejoined, hopefully, with Golden State. Hopefully, that's a nice reunion. Obviously, it's going to be a new set of rules, new set of circumstances, talented player defensively. We know what he can do. He's been part of world championships. Will it be enough? Uh, another piece of the puzzle for Golden State, we will do that as well. Dom's Download right around the corner. A lot of football talk as we roll into a weekend edition. It's right around the corner here. Sports Overnight America, Sports Byline. Tune in, iHeartRadio, Worldwide, American Forces Radio. We're coming right back.
1: Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? then you need an ARW home warranty. tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917.
3: Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month.
1: 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details. That's 800-211-6008
2: All right, talking the world of sports as we rode along and Baltimore's playing on Saturday. I think I have that right. Let me get, let me get this straightened out here. Uh, I like this Dalvin Cook move. I uh, can't wait to hear what Dom has to say. Uh, you know, look, uh, there's reasons why all the teams passed. Not all, but, uh, well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Steelers-Ravens, 3.30 East on Sunday. I say they activate them. They give him a few reps. I mean, it's going to be with Huntley a quarterback. Or maybe they just say, you know what, we, we've got him as an insurance policy. Um, we're good to go, but they're going to rest everybody. They don't need the game. The one seat's wrapped up, so maybe it's just a glorified workout, or maybe they hold them back because they got a first-round bye and get them assimilated to the Ravens. Let's start right there, Dom. We'll do some football talk. We'll do some uh, Draymond a little bit later on in the hour. Uh, I look forward to it with you. Uh, Dalvin Cook, is this a great pickup? Sounds like uh, Lamar signed off on it. Is this, uh, what kind of a move do you think this is going to ultimately be for the Ravens? Go ahead. Let's hear.
3: A depth piece move just in case Gus Edwards or Justice Hill gets hurt. I I know you're huge on Dalvin Cook, but I said it when the Jets acquired him. Nothing is going to happen. Uh, Dalvin Cook is cooked at this point. He averaged averaged 3.2 yards per carry for the Jets. I know the Jets don't have a great offensive line, but 3.2 yards is Pretty awful, Marty. If I agree. If, if, I, if your performance is so bad that the Jets cut you, you're not very good at this point in your career. I I don't see Dalvin Cook doing anything of import for the Ravens at all.
2: See, I th- I think there's a golden opportunity here. I would uh, I, I would go. Look, the Jets cut him. They don't want. They don't want the financial burden. They don't, they don't. They don't. want to deal with him. And there's some other stuff, I'm sure, off the field. He's not the easiest guy in the world to get along. Uh, uh, you know, to to fit into your system. Uh, that divorce is totally understandable, in my view. I think the breath of fresh air, a new start. Lamar, obviously, they went to him and said, "Look, what do you think?" He obviously signed off on it. Um, they showed a great deal of respect for Lamar, saying, "You know, we don't. We don't want to do anything to disrupt the team." I'm sure Lamar has a conversation with him, look, come in here, we got an opportunity to win and win big. He doesn't have to do much, but don't you think, obviously with that talent around him and that offensive line and, and, and the fact that defenses have to be so clued into Lamar, Jackson and they need the help at running back, I, I, look, I think it's high, I think it's high reward with very low risk. They're not putting a ton of money. They're not on the hook for any incentives or anything. I think it's. I, I think it might be. It might be a masterstroke. Seriously, I think this could be end up being a really nice acquisition, and I'm prepared to put wipe some egg off my face too. I'll let you know that right right away. All right, let's go through some of the Sunday games. There's a lot of. Um, you know, I don't like week 18. It's like I, I wish we weren't playing 17 regular season games. I do. It's just more injuries potentially. I understand why starters are are being sat. I mean, the Rams 49er game, it's Darnold Carson went, And, you know, we talked about that yesterday. Uh, What do you see, if anything, other than the obvious, that is a a little meat on the Sunday week 18 bone in your world, Tom? Anything you're looking forward to with the week 18? Go ahead. Let's hear
3: Uh, so, uh, Colts, Texans, winner take all, basically. Uh, anytime we get a game like that in the final week, that's really good. Fun fact, yep. this is C.J. Stroud's first start outside of the 10 a.m. Pacific window. How about that? He You're has not, played at amazing. 10 a.m. Pacific every... Now, I know the Texans are not based in on the West Coast, but that's how I do my football. We get the 10 a.m. games. Right. C.J. Stroud has been in the morning slate. On the West Coast, every single week this year, a stunning. Did not know that. Not That's not, not not one single afternoon game, and we get Texans at Colts uh, Saturday night winner take all for the Saturday division. Night. That one's really fun. Rams Niners Nothing Burger. N- neither team's gonna care. Steelers Ravens. All right, uh, looking at it, there there's not really anything that I no. I see, and I'm like, I've gotta watch that. Uh, you know, Commanders, Cowboys, all right, Eagles, Giants, those those games are important. So I'll, I'll circle two games, Bills, Dolphins, because that's essentially for the AFC East title, and then Colts, right. Texans for the AFC South title. And I guess casually, impassively, scoreboard watching to see who wins the NFC South for the sake of who wins the NFC South and makes the playoffs. But that's not an exciting race, despite it being very close. Not one that moves the needle for me.
2: All right, this is the best topic of the day, and we'll get right into it. I'm reading as many as eight coaches uh, could walk the plank. That'll be next Monday, Black Monday. Let's go through them and just, you know, you you could take a pass if you don't have an opinion. I I think the Falcons, I I, I do think that Arthur Blank, the owner there with Atlanta, you know, probably going to make a change. I don't know if he deserves to get fired. He hasn't delivered. I mean, that's the bottom line. Falcons, Arthur Smith, what do you think?
3: I think if they win the division, which I think they're still in play for, it, it, it's hard to fire him because uh, now, well, A, it's hard to fire him on Black Monday because literally you're playing another game. uh, But I believe, and I don't quote me on this because I'm not 100% sure, but I believe Arthur Smith and Arthur Blank have a really good relationship. So I, I'm, I'm tempted yes, to say they're. he's going to cut him some slack. The quarterback play was abysmal. Now, if it was Arthur Smith's decision to draft Desmond Ritter, uh, that – brings up a separate set of issues that, that you need to bring up but if they make the playoffs I don't know how you can choose to fire him even if you get blown out in the first week
2: all right what about the Titans you know the quarterbacking situation obviously has been very messy there uh you know Vrabel's been mentioned as a possible successor to New England although Gerard Mayo seems to have perhaps and I don't think anybody really knows and I'm not so sure that uh, that I'm not so sure that Belichick's going to get fired or walk away. I, I'm just not convinced of that. Maybe I'm in denial. Maybe that's just my, you know, my fandom coming through. Uh, but Mike Vrabel, is he in trouble in Tennessee or no?
3: I think he needs to be at least a little bit. The Tennessee has been a generally strong team in the AFC South the last five years or so. And, yeah, you know, obviously Tannehill wasn't that great at the beginning of the year. Got hurt. Yeah. Uh, We didn't really see much Malik Willis, which was a little surprising given his athleticism and maybe potential for big plays. But Will Levis came in, uh, generally not great, but had some true moments of brilliance. I I don't know if he's the guy. But Derrick Henry also didn't touch the ball nearly as many times as he's used to touching, and the Titans were bad. So for a team whose identity is defense and the run game, the defense wasn't great. The run game almost non-existent. Uh, If Vrabel were to get let go, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think he's an obvious fire, but if he does get fired, I'm not going to be, like, shocked or gasping or anything like that. I'd be like, meh, that makes sense.
2: I'm with you. And uh, the way I see Vrabel is I don't think he's a Black Monday uh, pink slip guy. I think time will have to kind of roll along. We'll have to see if the New England situation becomes available, if he's in the mix there. If he has a, 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 on the down low a conversation with uh, Kraft who says, hey, hold, uh, hold steady. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're making a change here. We'd like to talk to you. Then I think he goes about it the right way and contacts Tennessee and seeks permission. I mean, it's just I, I believe he's under contract, so uh, they would have to fire him. So I think that one, that, again, I think we could see a lot of coaching changes, but I think uh, some, some dominoes have to fall before we see the ultimate uh, big number. The interesting one I find. And they're all interesting in their own right. Some are obvious. But what do you do with that? What do the Bears do with Matt Eberflus here? I mean the the rumor is look. Uh, Harbaugh has. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has retained Tom Br- uh, Brady's agent. Donald Yee. And. Uh, um, the only reason that he would retain ye is that uh, Harbaugh is going to pull a Pete Carroll, win the national championship, and then get out ahead of the NCAA posse and get the hell out of uh, you know Ann Arbor, his hometown, by the way. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, he has retained a high-profile agent. Just give me twenty seconds on this, and we'll re- revisit after the break. Which I think, way are you leaning
3: on Eberflus? I think Eberflus is a strong candidate to get a pink slip. Uh, there's been regression. The lack of overall progression in his tenure there, Uh, and I think that would not bode well for Justin Fields uh, remaining the Bears quarterback, despite uh, my belief that he should.
2: Yeah, and we're going to get into that, too, because that's an interesting situation with their draft position and the situation in Carolina. All right, Harbaugh, does he pull a Pete Carroll? Does Michigan win, first of all? Is he out either way at his own doing? Does Michigan nudge them along, saying, hey, you know what? Thanks for the national championship or the runner-up trophy. Uh, we got to move along. We are sideways with the NCAA. We'll revisit that on the other side. Thursday into a Friday, Marty and Dom here on Sports Byline in Sports
3: Overnight America. You already know it. I'm expressing on my pain. You know I'm a poet. When you're sleeping through the night, I know you the How you say
1: That's 800 278 1738.
4: What would you do if you had a broken bone? You'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? Well, what would you do if you have a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's way too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times, addiction treatment is fully covered. So why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed to take time off by law and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem, and with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call now, 800-771-4125. That's 800-771-4125. 800 771
2: Dumbs Download presented by American Premium Vodka. Get drink responsibly during your weekend football forays and obviously with the national championship game on Monday and throughout your postseason parties and ultimately your Super Bowl parties. Invite American Premium Vodka, uh, Phoenix based. American premium vodka drink responsibly. All right, Dom, let's get to it Uh, more on the coaching front in a moment. Uh, We'll get back to Harbaugh uh, perhaps in a moment, but I want to go to two teams in your wheelhouse and that's out West. Uh, The Raiders. uh, I don't know why they're not hiring Antonio Pierce right now. Uh, Mark Davis is dragging his feet. What's the reason? Who knows? Uh, I've seen a couple things, read, heard. Hey, he wants a higher profile guy. He's not sure that Pierce is ultimately, um, you know, the right quote unquote head coaching stock, whatever that means. That's a weird, weird statement. Uh, the other one is the chargers. And when I read Eric B I just shake my head. Uh, there's a reason why this guy is interviewed for multiple jobs. He's never gotten one. Uh, why, what's the reason? Maybe, uh, maybe just uh, he wasn't the right fit. Maybe it's just, uh, You know, maybe it's just a a situation of circumstances. I don't know. But let's start with the Raiders and then weigh in on the Chargers real quick. Let's start with the Vegas Raiders. What would you do if you were Mark
3: Davis? I would not hire Antonio Pierce, that's for sure. Uh, Why? He's made a lot of very questionable in-game decisions. And yes, I know he's an interim head coach for the first time. But th- that's it's it's a it's, it's one of those things where you either have it or you don't. And yeah, you can de- you know develop those in-game skills, but it's it it's not promising. I there was a time where I, I think it was I, I don't know the exact circumstances because I don't care about the Raiders, but I think he let something like twenty-eight to forty seconds burn off the clock before calling a timeout uh, uh, last yeah. weekend. He's he just doesn't seem to be a great coach. Uh, it X's and O's at least. They've played well underneath him. He seems to have rejuvenated the locker room. But at the same time, the morale was at a really low bar coming off uh, having Josh McDaniels running things. So I don't think Antonio Pierce is the answer. I know some of the players have come out and said, I want Antonio Pierce. And yeah, you want to keep morale in the locker room up after it seemingly hit, not an all-time low, but you know such a low dip with McDaniels. But you also need to have a coach in there who you know and you have confidence in um, being competitive on a week-in and week-out basis, especially a team that's not quite there yet, that's not going to, you know, not locked and loaded with offense. You you try to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Boy, was that a failure. Aiden O'Connell, fine. I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Maybe he's the guy you'd like to have around as a backup, but... It's it's obviously more than just Antonio Pierce, but I, I would not keep Antonio Pierce as my head coach.
2: Interesting. Now, the Chargers, everyone says, you know, Los Angeles Chargers play in a great stadium. Look, they're the second fiddle in that town. It's all about the Rams. The Chargers would have to win a Super Bowl to even claim a proper amount of attention media-wise. But they do have the quarterback. They have the franchise quarterback, at least in theory, making that job at least palpable. But it's just weird. The family – it's a family-run operation. Uh, if you if you want to count on one thing, death taxes, and that the Chargers are going to hire the wrong coach, you'd, you'd be within your right to think that way. Any opinion on the Chargers, and is Herbert enough to get a high-profile name in there, the quarterback? Let's hear.
3: I think it can be, but I don't know if, like you said, I don't know if they're going to make that decision and, and get the, the right high-profile high, okay. profile, high profile coach, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, that's probably the most attractive landing spot for me. Great weather, beautiful stadium, and I've got Justin Herbert at quarterback, and, you know, he can sling it. Yeah, Justin Herbert has had moments where he doesn't look like a, you know, a franchise quarterback, but I think every quarterback has moments like that. You've got Austin Eckler. You've got some defensive pieces. Now, granted, the defensive pieces, somewhat injury-prone. But at least from a talent perspective, and Derwin James as well, but from a talent perspective, you've got almost everything you could ask for. You've got a Pro Bowl caliber running back. You've got a decent offensive line, Uh, some wide receivers that, again, injury issues exist there, but some confidence in. And, again, you got Justin Herbert. So if they hire the right coach, and it doesn't have to be Harbaugh, but if they hire the right coach and finally get it right, because the last few have not been right and you know it, we're getting to the point where Justin Herbert you know from a physical perspective has way more talent than Alex Smith did but he's starting to go down the Alex Smith hole where he's going to have x number of coordinators and y number of I coaches agree. in his first what six years in the NFL it's it's a it's, yep. it's absurd
2: I think that's fair. That's a very good point. And here's the other thing, too, Dom. The idea that Belichick's going to pack up and go west, I'm not buying it. I don't see him as an L.A. guy. He's got a home on Nantucket. He's an East Coast guy through and through. I th- I say Parcells, uh, Parcells, Belichick is more likely to end up in Carolina or Washington. I don't see him going to the Chargers. I just don't. Uh, um, you know, I'm not going to ask you about the Belichick New England situation because nobody knows. The Boston media thinks, you know, one thing and then they come out and talk out of both sides of their mouth. That media uh, crew there drives me nuts. Nobody knows. Kraft isn't talking. Belichick's not talking. Guess what? We're going to find out pretty soon. Patriots play one final game. It's going to be a blizzard Sunday in Foxborough. How ironic. You know, there'll probably be, uh, well, there'll be 50 or 60,000 fans that want to be there just in case it is Belichick's last game, but they're going to be braving major nor'easter winter weather conditions in Foxborough. You can bank on that. What we can't bank on is any clarity real quickly on the Patriots. And I don't think this will be a Black Monday situation, but it might be. But if you had to guess, I mean, is the Carolina job appealing? And then you got a nutty owner who likes to hurl drinks at people and, you know, costs, that's a $300,000 bottle of vodka or a glass of vodka that he fired at the fan. Uh, David Tepper, is not a good look. Is his behavior, is his approach, David Tepper, a red flag for any prospective coaches with the uh, Carolina Panthers? Let's hear what you have to say about that.
3: Really quick, if he had the vodka that uh, promotes uh, that uh, is a sponsor of our show that we give our patronage to, that maybe he wouldn't have thrown it away at a fan. However, I will go. say uh, I, I don't think uh, Belichick should go to Carolina. Maybe it's appealing to him. I would want no part of it. They... Seem to not make good decisions there, and that goes from the owner on down ownership on down. I, I don't want that. I don't want Bryce Young as my quarterback. Not that's not a situation for me. Washington, maybe you can sell me on the new ownership. Uh, there are some nice pieces involved, but they also shipped off a bunch of good players, including Montez Sweat and uh, Chase Young. So I, that's not super appealing to me, o- honestly. I would strongly, again, I would strongly consider Los Angeles. Now, I know geographically, for all the reasons you said, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But in terms of team appeal, if those are my three choices, I'm going to California. But uh, also, also Bill Belichick, if he felt so inclined, could just call it a day. And like you said, uh, go hang out on Nantucket on a permanent basis.
2: All right. On our final segment, I want to do the Justin Fields, Bryce Young, Stroud situation and incoming quarterbacks with May and uh, the other, uh, you know, Caleb Williams. We'll get to that in our final uh, download segment today, uh, presented by American Premium Vodka. But here's what I want to know. Is, is Carolina. Well, you know what? We're, I'll, I'll wait till we get into the, the Bryce Young situation. I, well, but. I'll attack it a different way. I'm stunned at how bad Bryce Young is. And I wanna I wanna pair this back and get your opinion. Is it because he just has a horrific supporting cast or was Bryce Young just a mistake? Is he too just too damn small?
3: What what which way is it? I, I think it's a combination of the two. The first thing is, yeah, there's a reason Carolina had they didn't have the first overall pick, they had to trade for it, but there there's a reason they, they had such a low pick. Because they stunk. And, yeah, Bryce Young wa- was a great, I'll say he was a great playmaker in college, but I think there is a, uh, he does have a hindrance being short. And that's a thats a fact. We've seen some short, shorter, these guys are probably all taller than I am, or at least close to it. I'll say there have been some shorter quarterbacks that have thrived. We've seen Kyler Murray at times look like a pro bowler. Uh, Russell Wilson's been very good over the course of his mm-hmm. career, Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. But the way that the game is now where guys seem to just continue to grow, now I'm not saying height is going to make you a good quarterback. All you got to do is look at Paxton Lynch. Being being a good size doesn't automatically make you a good quarterback. Um, yeah. But it it doesn't hurt. And I think Bryce Young, his who's his top target this year? Adam Thielen. That's not a knock on Adam Thielen, but at this point in his career, Adam Thielen was fine, but he's not a number one receiver. He's a great complimentary piece, kind of how he's been for a lot of his career. Um, I think Bryce Young might just not be number one overall pick worthy. We're going to have to see how he develops, but uh, from what I've seen, moments of flashes of very good football, but overall, and not just because of the team around him, but him himself, uh, I'm not inspired. I wasn't a big fan of him going into the draft and that I feel like I w- may have been right.
2: Yeah. This might be one of the worst draft picks ever. We, we shall see. And I agree with the Dom. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's his size, his China doll stature, his physical stature, which is, that's not fair because that's what he was given. Uh, he's God given, uh, size and weight and so on. Of course you can add a little, but you can't do anything about height. Uh, What I do know is this, his supporting cast and his surrounding pieces that he had to work with were horrible. And you're exactly right. Adam Thielen was so five years ago, it wasn't even funny. Excellent point. All right, we'll come back. I do want to double back on Harbaugh. I find it interesting. I think Dom's right. I think the Chargers are going to make a run. They are. Uh, He coached in San Diego college-wise, obviously with the Niners. He's familiar with the West Coast. I think the Spanos family will probably finally say we're going to have to just bite the bullet and pay, but they can't get this one wrong. The Chargers cannot get this one wrong. And they may still get it wrong if they go Harbaugh. We'll see. Coming back. Here on Sports Byline, Sports Overnight America, we roll along. Presented by American Premium Vodka. Drink responsibly. We're coming right back.
0: Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi, Kism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. doctor today about sky rizzi the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit skyrizi.com or call 1-866 skyrizi to learn more one out of two americans thinks their life is worthy of a book here's another startling stat you may be one of the 15 percent of people who bothered to start your book and one of the six percent that got halfway through it but your gem of an idea likely died or did it
1: that's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline.
2: All right, talking the world of sports, we'll do a little uh, basketball. We'll get to the Harbaugh situation. Uh, a lot of rumors going around that the hiring of Don Yee uh, out of Los Angeles as an agent is, is a clear signal that he is leaving Michigan win, lose, or draw on Monday night in Houston. Uh, and that makes sense to me. I, I just don't think he is uh, – I think he's had enough of the NCAA, and the NCAA's probably had enough of him, but we'll double back on that. And, um, you know, Justin Fields, what do the Bears do? What do the Panthers do? Caleb Williams – Drake May, I mean, it's it's a decent quarterbacking draft. At least it looks like it on paper. But, again, games aren't played on paper, as we found out. All right. Draymond, what are you hearing? And is this a good move? Um, nah, not that they're going to cut the cord. Sounds like he's coming back to the team facility, which means practice. Uh, I'm sure that Kerr is going to uh, ease him back into it. But uh, how is this going to be received uh, in the Bay Area with Draymond? Let's hear it, Dom.
3: So, yeah, he's reportedly, I said, over the next few days, so probably by the end of the weekend, uh, be back at the facility. He's got to get, obviously, back in shape, get back into practice and all that kind of stuff. So it'll still be a little bit before he's back uh, playing. But, you, you know, I, I've long been one of Draymond's biggest defenders. Anytime he kicked somebody in the nuts or stomped on somebody, I'm like, hey, you know, H- what he brings, da-da-da-da-da-da, all that stuff. I, I don't care if he comes back. And this is coming from a Warriors fan who is a Draymond Green supporter. Now, the Warriors haven't lit the world on fire since he's been gone, but they are 6-4. and four. Jonathan Kuminga is playing some of the best basketball of his career filling in at the power forward position. We've seen Brandon Pajemski at the guard, Moses Moody at the swing position. They've been getting a lot of run, and that's what I've wanted Steve Kerr to do for a very long time. We've seen Trace Jackson Davis get a lot of minutes. Some of that's at Kevon Looney's expense, but some of that is also just providing another large body that Draymond doesn't have. Now, I'll say there are things that Draymond can do that nobody else on the team can do. The ball handling at the power forward position, nobody else can do that. Uh, Taking and locking down one of the team's best big players, not anybody else on the team right now that can do that. So I don't, But I don't know how much help Draymond is actually going to be for this team, the way that they've performed this season and mm-hmm. the way that this season is kind of projecting to go for them where they're going to be 500-ish, it looks like, maybe not even make the playoffs. Does Draymond actually move the needle enough? And I, I think the answer is no.
2: Well, I see that side of it, but I think they're going to be a playoff team, and I think they'll be a little bit better than 500. But we shall see. We 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 shall see. My question is, what else are the what else are the Warriors missing in your opinion right now? I don't see them as much as you do. You know, I'm more of an East Coast guy. Like I watched the Knicks last night. Uh, against the Bulls, and you know I do try to dip in Sacramento. Boy, the Murray kid continues to play great. By the way, <laughs> I gotta give him credit. Your buddy Barnes yeah, doesn't play great. But uh, my question is this: what, what what are the what are the Warriors missing then, other than Draymond, which is obvious? He's been suspended. So you tell me, what are they missing?
3: Their best their best players, youth. uh a, a, another good player not named Steph Curry. That's mm-hmm. really what it boils down to. They they don't have anybody who, on a consistent basis, can provide help for Steph. There were, you know, Wiggins is playing a little bit better, but he was playing so poorly. Being better from where he was at, still not a great level in what you want him at, especially making the kind of money he is. We've highlighted Clay. There was a, about a two week stretch after he threw a hissy fit and got really in his feelings about, when asked rightfully, hey, have you had some, uh, you know, Steve's been very vocal about uh, support of the starters. What does that feel for you? I don't care what you guys say. Like, oh, that's not a good look. So since he had that little tirade, um, he played better for about two weeks. He's kind of regressed again. Clay's scored, I think, like eight points the last couple games combined. Uh, And it's not like Clay is the type of guy who's going to provide 12 assists a game when he's not scoring. So there's just nobody who, on a nightly basis, you can rely on. And that's honestly what the problem is. Steph's going to get his 25 plus. Who the hell else is going to do anything for it for the Warriors? Now, they again, six and four over their last. They're getting a lot of, you know, 12 point, 15 point contributions from Trace Jackson Davis, from Jonathan Kaminga, from Moses Moody, from Dario Saric, from Chris Paul. But it it there's a difference between having Steph Curry, a good Clay Thompson, or even a good Cla- Andrew Wiggins, and then having all of the contributions of the other guys, where everybody has to be on to make up for the lack of a secondary scoring, a true secondary score, in order for them to win. That's not sustainable no. for the course of the season, and that's why, unless they make some kind of move, and I don't really know, Pascal Siakam? I don't know how much he's he would move the needle, but realistically, what other really good players are out there? I, I think it's kind of just him. Um, other th- aside from acquiring him, I just I don't see a way for the Warriors to be more than you know five games over 500.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. And the Warriors, to me, are still interesting in that they've got Curry. They've got Clay when he's on. They've got talent there. And even Chris Paul, a little bit, not much. But they have enough talent and they're exciting enough to keep you interested. But the sum of the parts doesn't, they to me, they, don't, they haven't gelled into something formidable where you could say, look out for Golden State. That's how I see it. One more NBA note, and I value your opinion because I know you pay attention, and it's really a team that nobody's talking about, and I'm in the heartland, and they kind of get overlooked, and that's the Timberwolves. Do you believe in Minnesota as a legit Western Western Conference contender and NBA title contender? I'm dying to ask you this. T-Wolves, what
3: do you think? Maybe to get to the Western Conference finals, maybe. Absolutely not NBA champions. Uh, I've highlighted why I don't think they have the right personnel in order to win a title. Uh, you did not like my answer, but uh, Carl anthony Towns doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, Rudy Gobert doesn't move the needle for me. Anthony Edwards, very good player, but uh, player. On a second, again, I know Carl anthony Towns is capable, but uh, the consistency is not there in order of, as a number two scorer to supplement Anthony Edwards. I, I just don't see it. They played some very good basketball this year, but I don't see this group... In come playoff time, i this is not a guy, a bunch of guys that I would have faith in advancing deep into the playoffs and winning a title. No way. Yeah,
2: I think one of the players that they miss is in is in Los Angeles, and that's D'Angelo Russell. I just do. I think they miss him. But look, you got to get something. You got to give up something. That's exactly what they did. All right, let's go back to the Bears. Uh, I think they're going to cut the court on Fields. I really do. I think they're going to. I think they're going to make a coaching change. I believe – it's just my opinion. I'm entitled to it. I think it's Harbaugh. I I, I just – I don't even think you have to read the tea leaves. I think it's obvious. He was drafted by that team. I, he stays uh, in the Midwest. Chicago's a great media town. Uh, they're getting a new stadium eventually. But I think Harbaugh and the Bears is too much, and I think Harbaugh is going to say, yeah, I, I, I saw him. I coached against him in college, but guess what? I want the number one quarterback, and I want Caleb Williams, or I want Drake May at North Carolina. Uh, so I think Eberflus is toast. I think you're right there. Uh, can Harbaugh win and win big in Chicago professionally? That's my quick right-to-the-point question for you.
3: How, it depends on how much time you give him. If, if you're expecting a two- to three-year turnaround, I don't think so. Three to five
2: years. Three, no, five years is an eternity. Now, let's say let's say three years, not two, not four, but three. No. Will they be a relevant, high, higher, higher echelon? You know, dominant? Not potentially? You know, a very, very solid, relevant team in the NFC within three years with Jim Harbaugh at the controls?
3: No, I I, I don't wow. believe so. They they have an awful defense. They have an awful offensive line. They have no running back, and you don't know what you're going to get out of Justin Fields. So even with Jim Harbaugh, I would say firmly, no, it's going to take more than three years.
2: And and you're reading Fields is probably going to bring a third-round pick, Tops. So there's a guy that you, you know, I mean, seriously, you're going to get the third, I mean, a third round, which is better than a fourth or a fifth, obviously, It'll be interesting. What quarterback would you draft if you had the number one pick and it had to be a quarterback out of this incoming class? Who would you take? And I guess that might be a, a moratorium on Would you take Caleb Williams or Drake May or someone else? Let's hear.
3: Michael Penix, Jr. It's the only quarterback I would you take. really I I wouldn't. Wow. And, 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 and that's only because you're making me take a quarterback. I don't like really any of the quarterbacks in this draft class. Um, I really don't, I used to be high on Caleb Williams, but he showed oh, me. Hold that on. He, okay, would, you take, would you
2: take, would you take Marvin Harrison Jr. then? Would you take a receiver with that number one pick if you were Chicago?
3: Yes, absolutely. I'd stick with Just If I'm really? Chicago, I stick with Justin Fields and I draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Easy.
2: Interesting. You say that because they know each other very, very well, obviously.
3: Yeah, no, that's, that's my play. I don't want Caleb Williams. Hmm. Two reasons. Boy, was he a disappointment down the stretch, and then anybody who sits out a bowl game, I, I always have hesitancy towards handing the keys to a franchise for it. Just it shows me uh, he's 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 about himself. Now Caleb Williams might be a great guy, but it just that doesn't move the needle for me. Drake May, Boar, no, I'm good. Uh, Bo Nix, I think people forget how old Bo Nix is and uh, there, there's a lot of things not to like about him. So if you're making me take a quarterback, I'm taking Michael Penix, and he's the only one I would consider taking.
2: Heard today that he's the most accurate player, and I, and I like a lot of people don't like Booger McFarlane, but I do. I respect him. He played at LSU. He played in the National Football League. He said Michael Penix is one of the most accurate quarterbacks he's ever seen, and he said at the level of the NFL, at the speed in which the game goes from college to pro, to be able to be that accurate under pressure – tells him all he needs to know, Dom. He is parroting. You are parroting exactly what Booger said. He loves pennics. Lefty, not with Danny, but here's what I know. And there's a history to support me on this. Quarterbacks that end up in Chicago and Justin Fields might be the latest example. It's where great quarterbacks in college go to fail as professionals. They haven't had a quarterback in so long. In fact, I'd even throw that out to the audience. When's the last time the Bears had a quarterback that you were you you could get excited about? Kyle Orton? I don't think Jay so. Jay Cutler.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, he was a train wreck in Chicago. At times, but he was also a great quarterback for Chicago. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Jay Cutler is the all-time leading passer for the Bears.
2: And that and 50 cents might get you a cup of coffee. I mean, I agree the talent was there. He, don't forget, this is a guy that begged out of a game. This is a guy that was sitting on his helmet when the coach is looking for him. This is another guy. Uh, he he was uh, yeah. Don't get me going on Cutler. Oh, I didn't uh, say I, mean, I
3: didn't say he was a great franchise player. I'm just saying a quarterback hey. who played well. It, the last one it was Jay Cutler. We don't got to go back to Kyle Orton.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't even know how I would describe Jay Cutler. I don't know how I would describe him.
3: An enigma. Uh, I
2: yeah, I wouldn't say a great quarterback. I would say immensely talented, immensely talented. But man, oh man, at times he was confounding. I don't know. That's an interesting one. That uh, that's funny you say that because I was going back. I was going back to '85. I was going back seriously. I was going back to Jim McMahon, and he wasn't even that great. He just had a defense that wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't quit, and he had guys like uh, Sweetness, Walter Payton. And he had some immensely, immensely talented players around him. But the Chicago Bears has been a absolute, I mean, just a disaster when it comes to quarterbacks. It really is. All right, we'll come back. We will set the table Thursday into Friday, weekend, double dip on Saturday. We didn't get to Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. That's why. And there's a reason why, because I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's staying put in Pittsburgh. But we shall see. There could be up to eight coaches that walk the plank At, on, or beyond Black Monday. Coming up this coming Monday. Coming back on Sports Byline. Sports Overnight. Keep it here.
1: do
4: you
0: use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life are you thinking about it what if we can promise you the same results for less than three dollars a pill if you're paying twenty dollars a pill for the other pills you're getting taken to the cleaners our pills deliver the exact same results for less than three dollars you'll save more than sixteen dollars a pill for the same results
1: That's 800-965-1295.
2: All right, back here on Sports Overnight America into the night and the wee hours of the morning getting ready for week 18 of the NFL. This is a week that I just wish would go away. I really do. I wish this was the first weekend of the playoffs. I mean, come on. We're we're into the first full week of January. Uh, let's get it uh, Let's get it done. Uh, 16 was plenty. I don't know why 17. Well, I know why 17 is more money, right? I mean, that's as obvious as it could be. But I mean, really, you've got, You've got four legitimate games this weekend. You really do. And I I think I'm starting to come around to think, you know what, it's going to be Baltimore and San Francisco. I really do. I think there's your Super Bowl. I, I just don't see anybody. I mean, the one team over in the AFC that I think instills fear, but they're going the wrong way, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, it just, uh, I, don't, I don't see the other way. And Baltimore, I suppose Baltimore could lay an egg. They do. They've been playing out of their mind. You know, is Buffalo going to all of a sudden find the secret sauce? I don't know. I don't think they're beating Miami on Sunday. And that's the, Dom's right. That's the biggest game of the weekend. If you could only watch one, that's the one you're watching, folks. I don't want to hear about Atlanta, New Orleans. I'm just, you know, I'm sorry. It's Buffalo and Miami. And I'm not a Josh Allen believer. And it's not just the turnovers. And then uh, who said it today? Some national commentator said that Josh Allen is John Elway on steroids. In other words, what are you talking about? Josh Allen better than Elway? Did I read that right? Could that be? Ooh, he sneezed. Thank you. I don't know. Here's what I do know. I think Kansas city's the only team in the NA, in the AFC that can upset Baltimore's apple cart. Some people think it's Buffalo Miami. We saw what they look like. And I do think that if, if Baltimore, if, if, if Miami were to line up against Baltimore again, I mean, I think that they, they would just be so dear in the headlights. And I think the Niners, they're just going to be tough. If McCaffrey and everyone's healthy and Purdy continues to just manage the game and distribute the ball. And they can run it and and keep you on your toes. I think we got I, I think we got a simple solution. All right, enjoy it. Back at it tomorrow on a football Friday into the weekend. I'm Marty Terrell. Adios.